Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm ready. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Alongside me is TJ Inman. It is a hot, sticky summer afternoon here in Indianapolis. Get ready for it, uh, people in the Indy and uh, I would assume the rest of Indiana and the Midwest. It is going to be heat indexes in the hundreds um, and sticky, nasty uh, summer weather. Uh, but fall is on the way. We are 12 days away from, from kickoff of uh, IU football at the time of this recording. Uh, today, we are going to talk a little special teams. We'll break down IU's special teams. It's a unit that uh, um, we'll get into it, TJ, but it's a unit I think IU has to be really good at, um, not just this year, but down the road in the future to be successful. I think there is a chance that IU could be really good at special teams this year as well. Uh, but without uh, any other delay, TJ, how are you doing? So great. Very excited to talk about the last of our unit previews. Uh, next week, of course, we will be in game week. So uh, it's kind of our last quote-unquote preview or season preview show. Um, so thanks, everybody, for sticking with us through the off-season. If you you will, there's not really an off-season. We know that. But uh, we'll yeah, call it conference, uh, special teams. Yeah, we'll call it conference consolidation season. Uh, since that's right. what it's been yeah. become. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, jumping into special teams, uh, I think this is a unit that IU uh, could be very good at, if not special at. And, and for, forgive the term, I, it's uh, I'm so tired from from work. But um, I bring back. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, you're uh, kicking off the show. Right? Oh, you might say yeah. you're kicking off the show. Yeah. Here we go. We'll, uh, Try not to take a knee on it, but um, it, anyway, uh, please don't report us to the FCC. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's a unit that you know has some big playmakers coming back at Jalen Lucas, who's an All American kick returner. You have James Evans, who was an All Big Ten punter last year, who if he if his trajectory continues, uh, should again, be very, very good. You have Sean Ratcher, who's uh, a Phil Steele, All-America, All-Big Ten long snapper. Uh, You've got athletes who can return punts. You have athletes who can start to cover punts and cover kickoffs and all of that that stuff. For me, you know, IU special teams need to take the lead from don't be bad to, okay, can you go and win a game or two? And I think they have the personnel to do that, especially with Jalen Lucas, uh, because he's a game changer. What's your initial take off of the special teams uh, teams unit? Well, I'm going to start with just James Evans, because I I don't feel like he is properly appreciated. Uh, And I don't 
I'm not sure why that is. It, it just seems like there's a perception that he's just okay. Um, not a problem, but you know, just okay. And, and maybe that stems from a couple of wayward punts had in his freshman season, maybe. I, I don't know, but um, right now, as it stands, James Evans is the all-time punting average leader for the Hoosiers in program history. I mean, he's averaging 43.1 yards a punt. He's not the best punter in the country, but he is one of the better ones, and he's a, I mean, he is an asset. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of start there with, I just think that there's a um, overlooking James Evans as an asset to the team. Um, from there, you're obviously focusing on Jalen Lucas and his ability as a returner. Uh, and look, you can look at a guy's returns, average yards per return. Uh, you can look at the number of touchdowns that he has as a returner. Those things are obviously very important, but another aspect of it is how the opponent alters the way that they approach kickoffs and how that can impact your starting field position. Um, that's a part that I think Jalen Lucas is going to play in every single game and on every single kickoff. There's not a whole lot of college kickers that can just consistently be told, okay, yep, put the ball out of the back of the end zone. Don't give them a chance. That's a good strategy, but there's just not a lot of kickers out there that can do that each and every time. Yep. So you are kind of playing with uh, the potential for a big play every time there's a kickoff, and teams' opponents of Indiana have to factor for that. They have to factor for him back there, and that could mean – uh, you know, doing kind of sky kicks where you're kicking the ball higher, giving your coverage team more time to get down there, which of course gives Jalen Lucas less time um, to pick out a path to return the kick. Uh, but if you kick it higher, it's probably going to go shorter. So that improves field position. Things like that um, really play into Indiana's favor in terms of starting field position when you have a Jalen Lucas weapon back there at kick returner. Yeah, and it, 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 we saw it with DJ Matthews back at punt returner where, you know, it, it's harder to angle punts consistently and things like that where people would shank the punt and you'd get really good field position. Um, you know, a lot of it is also weather-related and kicking it into the wind, with the wind, and all that stuff to where, you know, Maybe some teams are going to test him, but if he returns a touchdown, one for a touchdown early, I mean, they, they might be happy just kicking the ball out of bounds or putting it on the ground or, you know, kicking it high so that they fair catch it and take it at the 25. Uh, but to go back to your right. point on James Evans, I think uh, some of it might be, and this is just me thinking it over, he put a ton of punts inside the 10, and the defense still let the offense drive down. I think that that that's a largely yeah. overlooked part of it is that, you know, you, you you put the opponent down inside their 10 or inside their five, and the defense still let them either get a first down, uh, make a long drive and things like that. So it kind of gets overshadowed. Um, 
but he does a nice job of flipping the field. He does a really good job of pinning um, opponents inside their 20. But again, as we said, through the offense and defense unit uh, previews, you got to play comp- complementary football. And each unit has to complement uh, each other. And having a, a guy like James, James Evans pin the opposing offenses inside the 20 um, gives the defense a better chance to, you know, get a stop, maybe get a, and if you could get a three and out, then you're forcing the opponent to punt deep in their own territory and setting up the offense for, for success. So it's, you know, it's a three prong approach, uh, to, to complementary football, but it, it goes in there as well. I want to talk punt return, TJ. Uh, it, it's something that I use done well over the past decade under Tom Allen. You, you've had guys like Jay Sean Harris uh, become all Big Ten guys uh, returning punts. You had DJ Matthews, while he was healthy, uh, become a good punt returner. However, when that primary punt returner has gone down, the backup has been lacking. I, you will not see Connor Delp return punts this year as he was dismissed from the team. But those are the hidden yards, even though they're not as obvious as kick return yards in terms of putting up giant numbers, but getting five, six, seven, eight yards a punt return when you can and simply just catching the ball and not letting it bounce and roll 20 yards uh, is those are the hidden yards that help you um, help you win games during practice. Uh, it, it looks like that they have Jim Lucas trying to return punts. I like this strategy. Anytime you could get the ball in his hands, uh, it, it could help. However, the downside there is one it's really hard to catch punts. Those balls are slick as soap uh, as a wet bar of soap. They're different shape than the offensive uh, footballs and things like that. Plus, you've got people screaming down the field, ready to take your head off, um, all while looking into the sun trying to catch the ball. And then on top of that, um, you know, you're exposing Jalen Lucas to a lot of hits if you're uh, if you have him on kickoff and punt return. Um, Maybe you use him in in special spots, but another guy that they could use on on punt returns, uh, Dakeese Carter, uh, maybe Camp Perry. There's a lot more more options to me where you go, okay, if you just teach this guy how to catch the punt, maybe um, he's athletic enough to to make a a few guys miss and and get downfield. It it is a... a kind of a dangerous balancing act and we saw DJ Matthews who was you know, one of the few difference making weapons for the IU offense we saw him get hurt uh, doing punt returns so um, it, it's a, a balancing act between getting the ball into Lucas's hands and being an asset as a punt returner versus that injury risk um, towards him as the punt returner I, I do think that there's kind of enough other options there that unless Jalen Lucas is just, you know, far and away your best punt returner, 
I think it's worth exploring who your other options are. It would not surprise me to see um, Cam Perry, who very quick and explosive in his own right, uh, get a chance to do it. Um, the number one thing that you want to avoid is obviously, you know, a turnover. So you start with, okay, who is our most reliable option that we trust to catch the punt every time? Um, that should not mean that you're just going to fair catch every time, as we've seen before, but it, it does mean the first priority is to secure the ball, make sure you don't have any muffed punts, because that can be a total disaster and a game changer. Uh, so that's your first priority as a coach is to figure out, okay, who are those two or three guys that I really trust? Hopefully you've got a couple options. And then from there, you go into who's my most dangerous guy to make a big play or create some positive yardage uh, and give us a little bit better field position. Um, so that's what the coaching staff's going to be looking uh, looking to, to decide. Uh, question that I had on on kick return: If teams are avoiding Jalen Lucas and just trying to kick it away from him when they can, uh, who are some options that you see as kind of that secondary kick returner that could be used? Hey, if you're going to kick it away from Lucas, you've got to kick it to this guy, and maybe he can make a play if it's a little bit further up the field, perhaps, you know, if they kick it a little short, a secondary kick returner that IU could have out there. Uh, do you have anybody in mind or, or have you seen anything in practice that might indicate who some of those options would be? So, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So uh, there's different kick return schemes. Last year, IU had Jalen Lucas as the deep back and then a few yards up to usually his left, they had Josh Henderson. Uh, I don't know if you're going to put your starting running back or whatever back there, your, your, your top two running backs on kickoff um, thing, but you, you want a guy who also could be a blocker, uh, you know, on, on the kickoff return if they do kick it to Jalen Lucas. Somebody who right away stands out, a guy like David Holloman, who has 429 speed, uh, could be an option there. Maybe Trent Howland, who's a bigger back, he might get be, um, you know, it might take him a, a little bit longer to get going. Um, but he's used to handling the ball and running. Uh, do you put, again, Dakeese Carter back there? Um Maybe you know one of the, one of the backup safeties. Um, you know somebody Omar could Cooper, run. Maybe. maybe Omar Cooper. You saw him, um, but he's kind of smaller uh, in terms of if if you're going to get some blocks, can he pick up that that block? Because if if they're really kicking away from Jalen Lucas, yeah, maybe you put both Omar Cooper and Jalen Lucas there and try to scheme it up. But in order to have the 10 blockers, if you want it, somebody who could, you know, body up a linebacker or safety coming coming down the field. So Omar Cooper is not a bad choice. Um, but, yeah, probably one of those backup that 
depth pieces at, at running back who could handle the ball. I would like to see it be David Holloman because you have two guys back there who could fly and, uh, you know, make it a pick your poison. And look, if they kick it out of the back of the end zone, doesn't matter. Uh, you'll take the ball to 25 and, and get going. So, yeah, that that second kick returner, it also depends on the scheme, too. They, they could switch around the scheme. We haven't gotten to see too much kickoff in, um, in, in preseason practices. We didn't get to see it in the spring scrimmage just because you don't do that stuff in the spring scrimmage because people get banged up and hurt and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. This brings and me that, to that, that ahead, does CJ. that does bring up that does bring up a, an interesting point. You're looking at the first week. That could be a phase of the game that IU can get a little bit of an edge against Ohio State. Um, we're not going to suggest, hey, Ohio State's bad at kick return coverage, so Indiana can exploit it. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you bring up a point. That's not something that you see in a spring scrimmage is not something that they're going to be doing in a fall scrimmage. Okay. That's very true. And it, it's also something that is not going to be done a hundred percent live with tackling in much, pretty much any practice because of the injury risk. Uh, so yeah. throughout fall camp, they're going to be going through that, but doing it a hundred percent live with tackling, not going to happen much if at all. Uh, so that is an area that maybe you see Indiana's got some dangerous weapons. Maybe Ohio State um, just isn't prepared for a unique return scheme from Indiana. Uh, or Ohio State just makes a mistake because they're a little rusty in the kick return game uh, and have not you know, gone full live with it, with hitting. Who knows? That could be something that crops up in that opener or very early in the season that gives Indiana a little bit of an edge. Of course, the same could be said the other way around too, with Indiana on return and Ohio State's got plenty of explosive weapons uh, at return as well. So um, that's just an interesting little thing to watch every kick return early in the season because teams might not be the freshest on what they're doing out there. Just keep in mind, these guys are not uh, they're not professionals. They do have practice limits, and they've got a ton to get put in. There might not be a whole lot of fully live time put into just kick return. So something to watch on that. But uh, looking at, at the kickers themselves, talking about kicking, uh, Indiana yeah. is going to be, it looks like, uh, utilizing a freshman kicker I mean, he's in the competition. You've got two guys. You've got Chris Freeman and uh, Nick Rasich, a freshman from Coppell, Texas. What are your thoughts on Indiana's kick game in particular? Not necessarily kickoff, but place kicking, as it were, an area that IU was fairly solid on, but certainly did have some mistakes in the kick game, uh, particularly. Um, a couple of critical ones that, that do come to mind. But for the most part, uh, Radisich does have some, you know, some decent-sized shoes to fill. Yeah. To go back to your kickoff point first, I, it feels like you're trying to get me to say what I had predicted this weekend in the gr group right. chat was that right. um, 
if I'm and it's like the total opposite of what you expect Tom Allen to do as a defensive head coach. Uh, if I win the yeah. if I win the coin toss, I'm taking the ball. I want to put the ball in my best player's hands on the first touch of the game. And I would not be shocked if that kick is short of the end zone. I'm telling Jalen, you just go, just go, you know, whatever. If you get tackled at the 20, I don't care. I want the ball in my best player's hands. Um, and and you, you might take it to the house and then I open a kickoff, but that's just me. If I, if I was the head coach, I'm taking the ball, but back to place kicking. Um, we saw a lot of struggles in the spring scrimmage um, between Chris Freeman and Alejandro Quintero. Nicola, uh, Nico Radicic was not on campus yet. He came in over the summer. He did not play in the first scrimmage, uh, according to Tom Allen. Uh, have not heard anything about the second scrimmage as far as that happened. But, you know, if he's healthy, Based on what I've seen from the other two kickers, if he's healthy, he's got to be the guy. Um, Because you you need as many points as you could get. Now, they might use two guys. They might, you know, try to ease him in and and see where it is um, in in terms of production. But I, I am a little bit worried about the field goal kicking on this team. Uh, you know, when the chips were down. Now, yeah. look, you, you had Charles Campbell, who was, it seemed like he was money until late October, it, it, both yeah. the last two years. I don't know what happened, if the if there's something in the weather happened, but it seemed like it snowballed, misses started to snowball late in the season. Um, but he was consistent. You knew what you were getting uh, early in the year. And he he I think he will be a big loss to the transfer portal. However, you do bring in a freshman who's an Army All-American. Uh, but he needs to be practicing. He needs to be kicking and all that stuff. Um, I, I assume that they're going to do a kickoff specialist as well. They've done that the last couple of years, especially if uh, Radicic is nursing some sort of, you know, leg injury. Uh, just take the wear and tear off of it. But yeah, if it, my advice might be just score touchdowns uh, and then go for two. But um, yeah, it, it's a worry that, that, that I have going into the season is can you get, you don't have to hit 60 yard field goals or 55 yard field goals. Can you get somebody who can consistently hit it, hit field goals from 30 to you know, 45 yards out because those are the right. ones that are going to make those swing games. And I'm talking about games against Rutgers, you know, Maryland, uh, Michigan state, uh, you know, those games, Louisville, those are the games that a field goal make or miss could cost you a bowl game. Could cost you a win. Yeah. So we'll see that. That's, Absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah. That, yeah. that's, that is the position that is holding back this group from being labeled as great in the preseason to, you know, they'll be pretty good, but they have a a big question mark 
uh, at the field goal kicking position. That's right. Yeah, if you're looking at a team and a program that against this schedule has a very small margin for error, that's, that's reality. Very small margin for error. You cannot afford to end possessions where you are giving away points because you miss a makeable field goal. Uh, that's that's not if that happens look it's going to happen every once in a while that you know it's college football or football in general really um, but if it happens consistently that will absolutely cost Indiana games that they cannot afford to have happen um, the the talent gap between them and their opponents in the Big Ten uh, Sometimes IU's going to be right on par, sometimes slightly ahead, sometimes quite a bit behind. You can't have a deficit in special teams and expect to pull off upsets or win matchup games in the Big Ten with that. So um, you're right. I think that the, the punting, you feel really great about. The return units, you feel good about. Possibly great, depending on how that shakes out. Uh, the, the place kicking itself, that's the question mark, and, and we are not going to know, and the coaching staff is not going to know until those kicks are live with that real pressure. That's something you cannot prepare for until there's actual points on the line in front of a crowd with an actual game and your teammates relying on you. We're not going to know how whoever's kicking is going to handle that until it actually happens. Um, so that's, that's one of the mysteries, one of many, heading into this season. So. Uh, that that pretty much wraps up our preview season. Again, thanks to everybody for listening to us. Um, and maybe starting next week, we've got a game preview against the Ohio State Buckeyes, our podcast, all of our coverage. Uh, it's going to be game week starting on Monday. Yep, and don't miss our Sunday podcast on conference expansion as we look uh, to add Hawaii and I don't know, University of uh, Alaska Anchorage to the Big Ten. No, I'm kidding. I'm over. I'm over conference expansion. Um, I'm I'm ready to start talking games and stuff like that. We'll have our Ohio State preview. We'll also have friend of the show, Alex Gleitman, on, um, I think, later this week, if schedules work out, to discuss the Buckeyes um, in our opponent roundtable as well. Uh, but one final thought on special teams, TJ, IU has to avoid the catastrophic play. And what I'm talking about, the pump block against Nebraska last year that gets returned for a touchdown. Um, yeah. You know, missed field goal, uh, the, the kickoff return for a touchdown against Cincinnati in, in 2021, that changed the game. We all want to talk about Michael McFadden getting ejected. But after taking the lead, IU gives up a, a touchdown on a return. Those are the plays that need to be cleaned up. Um, they have, I think IU has the talent on special teams uh, to do that. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Jalen Lucas said uh, at, um, he, I probably jokingly said it, but that he, he sees himself getting 10 kick return touchdowns. Now, if he gets more than two kick return touchdowns and people are still kicking to him, they deserve to give up 10 touchdowns. I don't see them kicking him the ball if he takes more than two back um, back to the house. But uh, yeah. I, I'm ready for game week, TJ. Thanks, thanks for being with us all summer to our listeners. 
Um, and uh, you can follow us on HoosierHuddle.com as we wind down our countdown and uh, wind down our preseason previews. We'll have game week stuff uh, starting next week. Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the, the end of the summer. Hopefully this heat and humidity moves out and we get some nice, uh, comfortable fall weather here soon. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.